He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. It's funny to hear females talk about routes like. Welcome to From the Backseat, I am your host, Ethan, and today I am joined again by my co-host. How's it going, guys? Clark here, per usual. Just having the All-Star game going on in the background. Can't wait for today's episode. Nice. Uh, and today we are joined by our special guest, again, coming back for the third time, Drew Code Sports. You'll never get rid of us. Yeah, we're like that fungus that just doesn't go away. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, I think. I mean, just a busy evening for us two guys over here in California. Well, uh, Central California. So how about you guys? Good. Can't be Southern <laughs> California. Can't be Southern, uh, Southern California is always great. So, you know, it's always a good time down here. It's real nice. Got a little breeze comes so to the window. So, you know, it's not like oh, 90 wish. degrees up like there is in Central California. So, oh, no, 90 degrees would be a cool down. It's currently 98 right now. Okay. So. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> 98. Oh, and it sounds even better. Can't, yeah. I mean, and, I'm so, you're making it sound so great. I want to move up yeah. there now. So I can be a yeah. Part you of you heat, should so come up this weekend because it's supposed to be 116. So, that'll be real oh, good. God. I'll leave you to tell me how that goes and you can just you know text us how that is but i think i might pass on that <laughs> i i recently went to vegas and um just walking outside at like 11 o'clock in the morning it was already like 108 or something it was ridiculous it was so hot there i was like dude i have never thought i i wish i were back in fresno more than i was when i was there just it was brutal out, i'm sure it'll be really there. fun for the uh vegas a's to play games there in middle of june in 2025 <laughs> yeah that'll be great that'll be great hopefully it's wide open no dome <laughs> yeah that actually would be uh i'm sure it'll be a dome but it'll be classic like you know what we're going open roof we're just gonna give everyone a <laughs> yeah. little bit of melanoma when they leave the stadium that's all it's gonna be oh, so before we get started um i do want to ask you guys so with the Oakland A's uh, potential move out of Vegas, do you guys do you have like any thoughts on that Oakland is losing all these teams? I know you guys are Raiders fans, but do you, is there like a part where you're like kind of bummed for all these Oakland fans? Go ahead, Cody. You can kick us off. Uh, I'll say in terms of the fact that there's another team in California that's now moving to Vegas. Uh, yeah, it is kind of disappointing because, you know, Oakland doesn't have very much to root for right now. I mean, there was the Raiders, of course, and as everyone knows, they're gone now. The A's are probably like the last, you know, quote unquote, majestic thing that's there for Oakland. And now that they don't have anything. So don't know what they're going to do in terms of like tourism or attracting people there. You still have Golden State, but they're kind of closer more to San Francisco now. So I think that the fact that the Oakland market is losing major league teams and I don't even I Drew would have to check me on this. I don't even know if they have a soccer team right now. And it's just kind of sad considering Oakland has a history of having really great teams, you know, great championship runs and second second major sporting team leave, leaving for Vegas. And uh, you know, I feel bad for anybody that's an A's fan that goes there because their owner sure as heck didn't put any money into the call into that Coliseum. Uh, the city of Oakland didn't seem like they want to do business with the owner either. So it just seems like a really bad divorce that unfortunately Oakland residents just have to live with. 
And I think it's sad for California just because two major league team or two major sport teams now out of the state. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. I mean, I remember watching the Raiders in Oakland. Uh, my wife and I, we actually went to a game and the atmosphere there was like absolutely crazy. I mean, I was nervous and I was on the right side. I was rooting for the Raiders. So I can only imagine if you went there and you weren't wearing a Raiders anything. Um, so, you know, it was, it was just a different, a different atmosphere. But then when you look at the Las Vegas Raiders games now, it's just like, it's everyone. I mean, everyone's welcome. And it's kind of like, that's not what I grew up with. You know, that's not what I remember the Raiders being. It was always, you know, you're now you're in our house. Now it's like, yeah, come on, you know, spend money, which I get. I, I understand from an owner's perspective. Um, and, you know, people who are trying to make money, I get Vegas is going to attract way more people. Uh, you can hire the prices way higher than you would be able to in Oakland. I get it. Um, and it just that's kind of what it reminds me of with the A's. It's the same situation. They just want more revenue. They want more people to come and support. It's not going to be the same. There's not going to be like some diehard A's. I mean, I'm sure there will be, but I mean, there's not going to be like, you know, this huge following uh, like there used to be because they're just looking at it from perspective of uh, we just want everyone to come and, and enjoy a baseball game versus, you know, come root for the A's. So, uh, it's a little unfortunate. It sucks, but listen, I get it. It's business. Nothing I say is gonna it's gonna change their minds. So you never know. Uh, which is unfortunate. John Fisher could be hearing you right now. Yeah, so, yeah. He could be listening. <laughs> is listening. he watching he right control. now? He <laughs> we he's watching right now, listening, and we know that you are Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So let's get into it. So talking about the Oakland A's. So right now the MLB All Star Game is currently happening. Um, so that means we're at the midpoint of the MLB season. So Clark and I basically had taken off the beginning of the MLB season. Now we're back at the midpoint. So I thought we'd discuss with you guys. I know, uh, Andrew, you do power rankings every single week. But I thought we'd talk about some winners and losers so far of the MLB midseason. And I'll just take the elephant out of the room and say one of the losers, so you guys don't have to, has to be the San Diego Padres. Yes, I'll I wrote them ahead. on there. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'll shocked. Wait, you're just telling go. me you wrote the Padres down? I would never I would never have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, why don't you take us through your winners? Um, so I didn't know how many you wanted. So I wrote up to five, but I can give you like two or one. Let's go, let's go with two, want. I think. I say I think two is a good okay. number. Yeah. The biggest one I wanted to say was with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. Um I think the Orioles, I didn't see them competing just yet i felt like they would be probably mid-tier um now the al east is actually pretty tough right now i mean it's Mm -hmm. a it's a tough division um but adley rushman i was a little nervous because this was going to be his first full year um you know his first uh, well technically i guess second year because i think he was getting votes for rookie of the year last year um and um I was a little nervous because once pictures figure out guy like after they've seen a guy for a whole year, their second year is when, okay, the sophomore slump comes, you know, and the great players get out of it. And boy, this Adley Rushman kid and just watching him in the home run derby yesterday, mm-hmm. he looks, he looks really good. I mean, he's got a great swing. I mean, something that I wish I, I could maybe replicate ever. 
Um, he has just got a an am- he's just an amazing talent. I think his defense is probably his biggest issue, but I don't even think it's that big of a deal. So uh, I really like this Orioles team. I think they did a great job of retaining Ryan Mountcastle, who is like one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's mm-hmm. so underrated for what he can do. Um, I mean, I, I know, I mean, Hayes is having a great year. They're, they're starting rotation. I was really worried because it was like Kyle Gibson, who is a shell of what he used to be. And he's been proving me wrong. He's actually having a good year. And I mean, they're starting rotation, their bullpen. I was just watching the all-star game Cano. He was striking guys out like nothing. Mm-hmm. So this is a scary team. So Baltimore Orioles are definitely one of uh, uh, my biggest winners. Another biggest winner, I would say, I'm going to throw out the Texas Rangers. I almost want to say the Marlins, but I think the Rangers are a little bit more of a surprise than, than I think the Marlins. Because if you look at the Marlins roster, you go, okay, I can see how that would work. Um, it's just we look at the Marlins and we're like, well, Miami's going to mess this up somehow. But with the Rangers, I think we were – I had said in the beginning, getting Bruce Bochy – Although I I loved him as a as a Giants um, as a Giants manager, um, he's an old school guy in a new school game, and so I was very nervous of how he was going to handle it. We didn't know what what we were going to see in Jacob Degrom, um, you know, if, and we figured out that he got hurt again, um, and yet they're still able to overcome his contract. Um, so I I'm really very impressed with the Rangers. He's literally Bochi literally took what he did in, in San Francisco and brought it to Texas where his guys don't swing and miss a lot. He's, he gets a lot of guys who are putting the ball in play. And, you know, something that I grew up with was you put the ball in play, good things happen. And that's what's been happening for the Rangers so far. I would definitely agree with both of those. I think those are great picks either way. I am a little bit surprised, too, at how well uh, Boji has kind of turned things around in Texas. It's been really – I was so shocked. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just thought – I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have been shocked. Chris Young did hire him, former Padres, so you have the San Diego connection there and some agree with it. But they put together a really good roster. Obviously, they drafted well with guys like Josh Young being your third baseman. They're signing Seager and Simeon have panned out really well. So they've uh, they've boosted it up pretty quick. Garcia, absolutely raking right now. I don't think they're going to win the division, but – no, I think I think the Astros will overtake them eventually. I think, uh, but... Objects in the mirror may be a little bit closer than they appear right now. The Rangers <laughs> would want to get with Houston. So, at least in my mind. Clark, how about you throw out two winners? Okay, so for my winners that I have, um, this one may be kind of obvious, but I feel like it has to be said. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. I think the Atlanta Braves are the juggernaut of the National League. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if this is a team that goes back to the World Series. Now, at this point, I think the Dodgers are weaker than they have been in probably the better part of five years. I really don't see rotationally a team that really gets the better of them, and certainly not offensive. Offensively, the Atlanta Braves are a godsend. I, I don't know if I've seen a more efficient, well-oiled machine, not only just the OPS area and the weight runs created plus, but they have guys one through nine that take great at-bats, they constantly slug, hit the ball out, and do the things at the right time when they need to. I mean, they're 60 and 29 right now. Um, they are basically making a joke of the rest of the National League East. I know Miami's nine games back, but they're not catching them. And even more so, Philly's 12 games back. The Mets are probably more than that. They've been everything you could ask for. They have the National League MVP front runner in my mind and Ronald Lacuna Jr. on the team. So I would say they're one of my winners. 
Um, another one I'll go to, and I think this will probably be obvious, is a team leading the National League Central that I don't think a lot of people would have called, the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, what, mm-hmm. what, a, what a year for them. I mean, to have basically every single prospect that you call up, whether it be Spencer Steer <laughs> or Ellie De La Cruz come up and just absolutely ball out of their minds is yeah. not something that necessarily happens. I know the hype with De La Cruz. I was big on him. This was the guy that I had number one in the, uh, all of baseball with the start of the season. But what they have done, even this includes a team that's like doesn't have much pitching. Like they have like a couple guys. Lodolo's hurt right now. When they get him back, that'll be different. Yeah. I don't think they make a lot of noise in the playoffs because I think the rotation will eventually come back and hurt them. Yeah. However, from a successful rebuild standpoint, this is a team that is a year, a year and a half ahead. Um, I would love for them to be buyers of the deadline. I know it's not a big buyer's market. But if they could go out there and acquire an arm, maybe they get a guy like Lucas Giolito. That would be fantastic. The problem is I don't see them doing it. But regardless, if you're a fan of baseball, the Reds being good, I think, is kind of a cool thing because they're a long-storied franchise, a ton of really exciting players. I just hope that the ownership group there does the right thing and invests in them long-term. So that would be my two winners in Atlanta and the Reds. Yeah, good. Uh, Drew, do you have anything to add on? Well, I guess I guess I should ask Cody. Cody, do you have anything to add on? Oh, mine's going to be super quick. So I agree with uh, Drew that Texas Rangers are essentially a very, you know, a, a team that was very surprising. Again, old old Giants manager Bochi turning the team around. And I think one of the things that's surprising is the pitching, the run differential within the majors, you know, the amount of home runs that are hitting amongst all their batters. I think that's just been the very you know, exactly what Clark and Drew said. That's been the most surprising. Uh, the second team I will say, I think that's uh, maybe a winner in all this. And maybe it's uh, kind of a dark horse, at least for us is in the NL West. And that would be the Arizona diamondbacks. Like, yeah, I don't know if anyone saw the diamondbacks being this good. I mean, right now they're a game behind or a half game behind the Dodgers, but I mean, there's a good possibility that Dodgers can fall off at the last half of the season and the diamondbacks look real strong. Uh, I mean, they've got some, you know, major pitching improvements. Their hitting is, you know, improved a lot as well. So I think the question is after the second half of this season, can they continue that? I think obviously is the biggest question, but I would say to the fact that they we've gotten to this point and they're this dangerous amongst a lot of the teams in the majors, I think is a huge win for them just in itself because, you know, there's probably been a, uh, a, a competition between them and the Rockies over the worst team in the NL West. And now the diamondbacks are almost at the top of the division. So those would be my two winners. Yeah. That's I, good. I, I would the Arizona one. I respect it. Yeah. I, I, might Arizona- think, I will say, I think there could be potentially fraudulent in the second half. I think you might see that, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right I don't think- first half winner. Yes, absolutely. First sure. Yeah. I, I I'm with you on that Clark. I don't see them sustaining it. I was literally just talking to my wife about it. I was just saying like, they're they're still too young. Like, yeah, they got Evan Longoria. That's like their oldest player. I mean, everyone else is still learning the game. Um, you know, I know Cattell Marte is there, but I, I'm I'm not as high on him as everyone else. And I think their starting rotation is going to start eating away at them and their bullpen for that matter. I think the bullpen's the biggest thing to worry about. And one thing I think is really telling is that they have a worse run differential than both the Giants and Padres at this point. In the <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. they do. <laughs> By almost 20 runs to the Padres, too, which is yeah. ridiculous. But that says more yeah. about the underachieving Padres than maybe the, run, the Diamondbacks, but we're here nor there. Uh, so that's a good transition, Clark. 
Uh, let's start off. Uh, Andrew, you want to start off with your losers? You want to give us two losers? I can give you two losers. Ethan, you don't want to give a winner? Yeah. Do you have two? Oh. No, I mean, you kind of mentioned all the, the big winning teams. I guess I'll give a shout-out to the you're Miami miss- Marlins. I was going to say, you're missing one. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'll, I'll give a shout-out to the Miami Marlins. Former Padres bench coach. Give him a little love there. I mean, yeah, yeah Miami's been nice. But a uh, more interesting conversation is on the Marlins right now, uh, there's a player that might bat 400. He won't. He's not going to sniff it. He's not going to sniff that shit. He's not well, sniffing it. So no. let, I want to throw out the hypothetical that he does because Clark mm-hmm. and I have been talking about this debate. Um if he actually does bat 400, should he automatically win the MVP? God, no. So. God, no. You can't I just give me so. a war because some guy hits 400. We're about to have a season where Acuna goes 40 and 80. Yeah. Not yeah. Even yeah. There's, the there's too much going on that, that you can't give it to her eyes. So if he, if, he does, if he does that, to me, that's the equivalent of winning the scoring title in the NBA on the worst baseball or on the worst basketball team in the league like it's great individual achievement but it doesn't improve the team because the team is winning overall and yes in baseball there's different factors but like i i just don't think that you can overlook acuna like what you guys were saying just because a guy has the highest batting average in the league but is you know lower in a lot of other categories i think that's hard to convince people to say that he's the mvp i would i completely i mean there's too many hall of famer yes there's sure. way too many other guys at this point. They're having way more impactful seasons. Yeah. Not way more, but more yeah. impactful seasons than Luis Urias just because he hits 400. Unfortunately. Yeah, but it hasn't Very been done impressive, since Williams. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's cool. That's Oh, that's awesome. But in... I mean, no player has ever done it since like early 1900s. Like okay, We're talking well, about something that hasn't happened in 100 years. I, I get Acuna... it. It's really cool, but there's like yeah. metrics and values that are far superior to just batting average and a lot of other guys are doing really well. Okay, but, so if they're that important, then why don't other players do it? They haven't well, done think, it in 100 years. I think if you're <laughs> saying, it, you know, it hasn't been done, it hasn't been done in years, you can make the argument that if Acuna hits 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases, no one's ever done that. That's right. history 80, right there. 4080. Yeah. It's a lot of I bad. mean, there's a, just no. Luis, like, again, it's, it's so cool. awesome if Luis arrives at 400. I swear to God, I wouldn't even get in my top five MVP consideration. No this. way. No way. You would not I wouldn't put even him put in your top, top five. five. I wouldn't put him in top five. five. No, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he, I, he wouldn't get <laughs> in top five. I can name there you guys. There's no guys. way. I can name you five guys no that can be over right now. Yeah, I could. What's the five then? That's just disrespectful. Raul Acuna. Okay. Yeah. Corbin Carroll, Manny. I'm uh, sorry. Juan Soto has a higher WAR than him right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. a better player than him right now. And I'll be honest, I could see someone else on Atlanta like Matt Olson or Sean Murphy. I would yeah, Matt Olson over that. Yeah. Okay. Still, Maybe Otani. Four hundred. Otani. We're talking four hundred. I would not like arise. It's a great story. It's awesome. P at 400. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll yeah. freaking be like, what a dog, but I'm not giving him the MVP. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that was a joke. Just a hater. That's not a, a hater. joke. That's just, just because you hate Miami. No, I have nothing. No one even you cares hate about people from Miami. We get it. I, I, <laughs> nothing. Not as much as New York. Not as yeah, much for as sure. Well, <laughs> I don't. At least if, I mean, if he was in New York, it'd be insufferable. And I can guess. <laughs> I can yeah. guess one of the teams on Clark's list for losers right now. Probably. I actually, I don't have. I I didn't put either of those teams actually. That you. Were I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm about say I tried to think outside of the box with. Losers. All right, so just reveal it, Andrew. Let's talk about the New York yeah. Mets. 
All right, yeah, the Mets, man. I you can't go out and spend all that money and then really push hard for Carlos Correa and put that crap out on the field. It is <laughs> awful. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, like with a team that they have, like Starling Marte, I don't know what happened to him, but he's literally fallen off a cliff. The only thing he's still been good for for the Mets is when he does get on base, he can steal the base. But other than that, he has not been as effective as he used to be. Um, Pete Alonso, if he doesn't hit a home run, the Mets are done. Like, they have nothing to do with offense. I've really um, enjoyed watching Pete Alonso struggle. That's going to sound mean, but I've enjoyed <laughs> Yes, it. yes, I, I have it. too, because he's, I don't know, he just doesn't look he's like a corn ball. Guy. He's just corny, man. He's just super corny. Yeah. Uh, Francisco uh, Lindor. Like pitch for Otani? <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. That was the worst pitch I've ever seen. I would never, I would, guy couldn't even convince me to go to a birthday party with him, I mean, let alone play alongside him. Oh, man. That's All right, good. continue on. Sorry, I just thought that. <laughs> no, that was weird good. talking about how corny. Um, <laughs> Scherzer has not been, I mean, Scherzer has been steady. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to poo poo on him too much, but, you know, he's still not what we saw. Like, the, I think the last time, we saw him really dominant was maybe um see i want to say last year in the with the mets but he had some struggle i would say with the last year with the dodgers that was the last really great year we saw with scherzer um you know uh, verlander he kind of looks 40 to be honest like he, well, he, he doesn't look yeah, he does. yeah he looks i mean age. he looks, age. He, looks he, he does he absolutely does and last year he didn't look like he was a guy who was close to retirement he looked like a guy who was going to be a cy young winner for about three more years and now it's just kind of like ooh, they put a lot of money into him and he's not producing what they thought he was this lineup should be doing so much more um their bullpen kind of struggled has struggled obviously with uh, with all the money they've spent elsewhere. And, like, I don't know if they can be buyers. Like, to be perfectly honest, like, I don't mm-hmm. think they have the money or the assets to trade for someone at the deadline to really significantly change this bullpen. And that is going to be a huge Achilles heels for the Mets. I think they're going to do better this second half. But it could be too late because the Braves are, as you were mentioning earlier, they're outstanding. And then the Marlins are actually playing really well. Um, I'm sorry, the Marlins are um, – no, they're on they're the East. I'm sorry, I'm right. Marlins are both playing much So, So I, I just don't know if there's enough time for the Mets to overcome what they've kind of already started to do. And um, it, it's really disheartening. I, I really – I I know this is kind of messed up, but I kind of wish we would have seen the Mets with Carlos Correa just to see how bad it truly would be because I would I would be dying over here. I would just be absolutely laughing my ass great. off I mean, thinking it's... watching Carlos Correa struggle and the Mets can't hit either. It would just be <laughs> fantastic for me and I just know that that's what you get for trying to spend all that kind of money. I like it. I like it. All right. And that's happened an objective failure. This should have been just truly terrible. So, <laughs> everyone enjoys watching it. Though. So I'm good with that. All right. Who's your next loser? Oh, this one's tough. Um, Cause you stole mine in the very beginning. Uh, yeah, you can say the Padres. We can no, 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 no. I mean, we all know the struggles with the Padres. It's, it's, 
I don't think it's similar to the Mets just because um, the Padres literally just got this team last year and they were starting to get it back. Um, so I kind of feel like this is their first full year together. Um, so I'm not really, I'm not really putting it in the New York Mets standard, but I do think it is a little disappointing because we were talking about oh, yeah. Otani possibly going to San Diego, and That's now it's like, happening now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I don't know about Soto. I mean, I think he'll resign because it seems like he likes San Diego. He's so but- gone too. I'm afraid. Yeah, he, he is. Also, I mean, he's absolutely it, it's gone. sad. And I, I kind of liked, I mean, I really wanted to see the dominant force. I mean, not against the Giants, but I'd like to see <laughs> Fernando Tatis as a baseball fan. You know, Tatis Jr., then Juan Soto. I love Manny Machado. My, Machado is one of my um, favorite players to watch um, just in all of baseball. He's just, I think he's so underrated for what he does. And it's because he's, he was on the Orioles and then he goes to the Dodgers and he leaves the Dodgers and everyone hates him for leaving. And it's like, Oh yeah, let's hate on the guy who wanted more money. I'm whatever. But uh, then he goes to San Diego and all of a sudden they start winning and he looks like an MVP candidate last year. And it was like about time that he deserves um, that, that praise, that look even. Um, And it's just unfortunate that this team is not better um, than what they should be. And I, I really do think, that bullpen is is very depressed. <laughs> yeah, they it have is, no depth. Is, we have no depth. Yeah. It's like watching it's guys like I don't I mean, when you don't have Steven Wilson, you don't have Robert Suarez healthy, it's a bunch of yeah. dudes. I mean, Tom Grosgrove, he's nasty, but if I have to watch Luis Garcia pitch one more time in a meaningful inning, I will swear to God. <laughs> I love seeing that guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. When we were when it was the Giants and Padres. I when they brought him in, it was over. We... That game, that, that I know the game you're talking about, when they brought in Luis Garcia, I was like, great. This game, we've yes. lost it now. It's That's over. exactly it's how I thought. I was like, great, we won. Like, immediately um... four-pitch walk. I was like, sweet, this guy has no dog in him. It's so over. Yeah. It was great while it yeah. lasted. Yeah, and it's and, like I, I, I don't like their starting rotation as much as I think a lot of people did in the beginning. I, I, I don't know what's what happened with Blake Snell. Uh, other than he just got his contract and decided to stop pitching dominant, but he's still striking out guys. He's a great ton. this year. He's great this year. He's been really but good. He's just, I, I don't know. I still don't look at him the same. I, I, I don't get nervous when we have to face him and maybe it's the bullpen. Maybe, maybe that's what um, he doesn't have the win loss record that you'd think he would have with the numbers that he ends up getting. But it, it's been um, – and Joe Musgrove, he's still trying to find his groove, even though the last two outings he's been, he's been he's pretty better. good. He's been better. I think, yeah. I think the, the rotations – the I think just for me as a fan who's watching, the bullpen is definitely the issue. And then yeah, offensively, just not being able to hit when anyone's on base regularly this season, that's kind of killed us. Little things. But, yeah, I think uh, otherwise, yeah, you're – Pretty you know, and Clark, I did want to say this. Um, I on on Twitter, you've been really a big defender on Juan Soto, and Juan He's Soto is one great. of those guys that I love to watch too. And it's funny because everyone looks at the batting average and they're like, "Oh, Juan!" So-. I was like, "This dude walks like." like Barry Bonds almost like, but he's got this incredible eye. Um, and he just knows how to, get, when he, you need him on base, he gets on base. Mm-hmm. Like Juan Soto is so just because he came to San Diego. Now everyone's like, Oh, he's not what he was. And I was like, yeah, because San Diego doesn't need him to hit 
300 every time. They just need him on base. Mm -hmm. It's not Juan Soto that is the issue here. It's they're not driving him in and or um, they can't finish games. That's not on Juan Soto. No, it's never on Juan. It's never been Juan's fault and never be Juan's fault. I'd never blame Juan for anything. I love Juan Soto. I wish he would stay around a little bit longer. I just don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Other losers people want to throw out? Yeah, I'll throw one out here real quick. Um, I for a moment there, I didn't think they would be losers, but then they do what they've always done with the two greatest players on the planet, which is just ruin it. Uh, and that's the Angels. Um, they've done it again, folks. Uh, they successfully wasted two of the greatest talents of our generation. They were at one point like six games above 500. Yes, a wild card yeah. spot, and then Trout breaks his hand, and they've lost six or seven going in. They're under 500. I mean, it's tough because I want them to be good. And I think Angels yeah. fans do kind of deserve them to be good. And it's a shame because I think America deserves Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the playoffs at the same time. The problem is, is that they're never going to get it. They're what the, what the Angels are never going to get it. The Angels are an objective failure. They will really, yeah. I mean, they've already wasted Mike Trout. They've wasted him at this point. Shohei's gone. He's mentally already a Dodger, which is great. Um, so yeah, the angels just a disaster on all four, like all fronts. I mean, yeah. Anthony Rendon's contract is horrible. Uh, the starting pitching staff is a joke outside of Otani, uh, Hunter Renfro kind of a joke in right field. Brandon Drury's hurt. It just seems like they can't get out of their own way, but the angels have successfully done it again. And for about the fifth straight year, wasted two of the greatest players in major league baseball history. And we'll yet again, miss the playoffs. If they don't re-sign Shohei Otani, which they I won't. doubt they will, they, have um, no shot. they, they have need no to put shot. that money into uh, redoing that stadium or upgrading it. Terrible because, stadium. Yeah, I went there and not a fan. I did not. <laughs> no. The only appeal was walking in, seeing the giant bat, seeing the giant hat. That was so cool. You walk in, you're like, Wow, that set me up for failure because this looks just like a normal it's actually triple A ballpark. It's not much nicer in my mind. Well, it is a little bit nicer than the A stadium. It's really kind of old schoolish. People don't yes. talk about that enough. Yeah. Piece of crap. But it resembles the team perfectly. Like it's nice on the outside, but you go actually look on the inside and like piece <laughs> of shit. So yeah, I would I think so. I think it's a really good way to look at it. Um, any other losers people want to throw out before we move on? <laughs> I think it's worth echoing that the A's, the fact that they had to have oh, a, uh, sweet they A's. had to have the, uh, what is it? The anti boycott. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my God. Into the stadium that was fun though. I wish I could have gone to that. I would yes, I mean, it is really fun, but you've got to be a really bad ran team to have your fans show up to boycott. So, <laughs> you know, so well, I mean, you I, do, but at the same time, like, again, I get it as an, like, as an A's fan, if I was like a really diehard, why would I show up? This guy yeah. has created yeah. everything. I, Marcus Simeon's gone. Matt Olson's mm-hmm. gone. Like, if you, there's been tweets about who they've given up, which is like six All Stars for all these yeah. guys have gotten back. It's a joke. Yeah, no, I re- they're losers. I but, agree. It, I'm not saying that you know that that isn't you know a good thing that the fans have done that, or wouldn't even be surprised if some of the you know bigger name players on their team, whatever they have left, even says something. But just the fact that that we've gotten to a point where we, I don't remember ever seeing that in sports where fans do a reverse no. boycott by showing up to then Absolutely yell, sell not. the team other than a Knicks game, of course, but that's been <laughs> happening forever. But uh, I mean, you I mean, cannot speak losers without talking about the A's. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. I want to throw out two really quick and then we can move on. 
Uh, I'm gonna throw out the Chicago White Sox, who oh, are about yeah. to be sellers. Uh, which is Lucas Giolito announcing his divorce in the middle of the home run derby yesterday was crazy. <laughs> did he yeah. really? I did not see that. Yeah. Did yeah, he, he really? Yeah, he like sent on Instagram like, "Oh, me and my wife are getting divorced. Please respect our privacy." And I saw that and I was <laughs> like, "What a what a wild thing to tweet out in the middle of the home run derby." <laughs> that's that's um, crazy. timing, sir. Timing. <laughs> <laughs> my second one I want to throw out is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Uh, that was going to be my second one. Yeah, that's a. I feel like uh, they have to be mentioned in this conversation. Yeah, but um, I want to move on. We're like 30 minutes in. Oh, sorry. Uh, good conversation. Everyone. No, no worries. Um, so what we're going to do now is because of All-Star Weekend is I had this idea uh, based off a tweet of somebody just tweeted out Eric Hosmer and said anti home run derby player. Um, so I one. thought we just Not I just thought one. we'd expand upon that and we'd draft the worst players that would be in a home run derby. So the anti home run derby. And we're talking about players. current players, right? Um, if you have a former player, I think, I think, well, I guess it's not exactly fair. Cause the game has changed a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe since like 2000, Let, let's talk about since the, the steroid era. Okay. Um, of players who just hit the ground, basically hit the ball into the ground repeatedly. I'm going to let Clark draft for us. Um, because I'll be managing it. And then the two of you will be the Drew Code Sports draft over there. I and imagine Austin Nola is going to be on Clark's list at some oh, point. I, I would never do that. I, <laughs> well, so we're talking about guys that just ground, like have a high ground ball rate, essentially, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's basically dudes who just hit it straight yeah. into the – or, honestly, or strike out a lot. You could do or either minimal, or. Minimal power is what I'm hearing. Minimal power It's not a lot <laughs> yeah. of power. Just not a lot of power. Yeah, because I would say Joey Gallo because he swings and misses a lot, but when he does make contact, unfortunately, goes out. So yeah, he would be good in a home run derby. We're trying so to one players day, who would be we absolutely could take awful. Rise first overall because he never hit home <laughs> runs. <laughs> All right, so they have the first pick, Clark. You don't need to like put your personal agenda. I'm into just this. saying you could, we could do that. Someone could do that. Anyone could do you it. You could. Anyone. Well, let's see really? if that's. They are on the clock, so we will let them take the first pick. We're each going to take five. Again, Clark will be drafting for us. Uh, the two of you can draft for each other. Um, you guys get the first overall pick. Who are you going to take as your anti-home run derby champion? Drew, you're going to have to lead this one. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to go old school because I, I wrote a couple of um, guys that I thought of. Guys who literally like never hit home runs. Um, not that they were bad players. They just like never, I mean, their home runs are like not even 10. Um, Juan Pierre. Juan okay. Pierre. Uh, I remember him right. strictly with the Marlins. Um, I think I remember a couple of years where he ended the year with one home run and like 40 stolen bases. Um, the dude was fast, but he never hit the ball in the air. I mean, it was never in the air, maybe line drive for a couple of seconds, but yeah, he, he never hit the ball in the air, but I, I used to love watching him cause he was, he was so fast, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Juan Pierre first. That's a good one. All right, like Clark, that. where are you going to go with our, uh, first you know, I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, estuary Ruiz from the uh, Oakland A's is one of the highest ground ball rates in baseball. <laughs> Dang it. He was on mine too. Doesn't have a home run. I believe this season. I think he might have one, but yeah, yeah he, he gets one the ball yeah. loves at the ball on the ground. So I'm going to say, yeah, we'll go with estuary Ruiz. I mean, what a fantastic pick might steal 90 bases this year. That's kind of sick, but no power. Yeah. All right. Uh, Drew code. Where are you guys going with your second pick? 
Okay. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, speaking of your biggest loser, White Sox, I'm going to go with Andrew Benatendi. Oh, I don't know what happened to his power in Boston. He was hitting home runs left and right, and then he goes to Chicago, and he forgot how to hit a home run. He's got one home run this year. I know he has some injury history, but good God, man, he never hits a home run anymore. So I'm going to go Andrew Benatendi. I like All right, that. Clark, where are like you going it. with our number and, two? Uh, DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu's going on the ground ball there. That guy loves to roll <laughs> more over than anyone else practically <laughs> in the uh, American League. Uh, he's right behind Ruiz, I'm pretty sure, ground ball rate. Um, he yeah. sucks now, too. He's another guy. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't have a personal vendetta against any of these guys that I'm mentioning, but to watch <laughs> DJ LeMahieu play terribly um, and watch Yankees fans just lose their mind over it every week <laughs> does bring me a small amount of joy. So, <laughs> are you sure there's no hidden agenda with that New York hate? And no, no. Him? I no? mean, again, okay. my, no. my mother's just from regular old hate. I would never, I would never hate on New York. I can't. I would never do that. I've seen it's unbiased. never. It's unbiased journalism. So that's all I'm about. And I can respect today. DJ Mayhew, the numbers support that. So DJ Mayhew uh, is my second pick. All right, where are you going with number three? All right, I'm gonna go. Stephen Kwan from the Guardians. Classy. Move. This guy, I see him get base hits all the time, but I was looking at his at his home run numbers. It's not great. I I, I thought he would hit the ball in the air more. Um, I I was uh, working last week and we were watching baseball the whole time. And um, man, uh, he just he finds a way to get on base, but he does not hit the ball in the air. So I'm gonna go Stephen Kwan. Fantastic selection. Where are you going, Clark? Yeah, so we're going to go with Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter, we're currently paying him $10 million to essentially do nothing. I could do $10 million. If they wanted to give me $10 million to do what he does, I could do it. Um, he has a really cool mustache. I think we only keep him on the team at this point for aesthetic purposes. I really can't understand how AJ Preller thought giving that decrepit old man $10 million is going to work out very well. Um, one of the highest ground ball rates in the league. He can't play defense. <laughs> Um, he kind of looks like Don Mattingly again. I'm assuming that's why he's still on the team. That's pretty much all he brings to the table. Um, if I have to watch him, you know, get disgruntled over an O2 pitch that is just middle, middle in, and so obviously a strike, I'll probably put my, you know, I don't even know what I'll do. I have no idea what I'll do. It's probably going to happen. You'll move to Fresno. Back. That's what you'll do. Yeah. I'll move to Fresno and stand around in the 116 degree heat. That's what I'll do. So, yeah, oh Matt Carver. Oh my All god, right, the, Don, the Don Mattingly comparison is so spot. It's uncanny, actually. I mean, it really it's, is. It's all he has now. It's all. I mean, he doesn't do anything else. I've the never. Bike. I've seen more useless players, but in recent memory, for teams that I've appreciated, he is certainly up there. I mean, Jesus. The Padres literally looked at a picture of Matt Carpenter, like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get Don Mattingly." Yeah. Well, they thought, I mean, he can he fooled us with his Lynn Sanity run last year in New York. Where yeah. Like, oh, he retooled the swing. Well, it turns out he didn't. He sucks now again. So who would have thought? <laughs> we don't play in a Mickey Mouse park in New it's York a really all the good time. One. Change. I'm going to go right, with, uh, with a with a disappointment I, I actually from last year, and it's really leaked into this year. Um, Jesse Winker. Mm. Um, Winker, I don't know. It was two years ago. He was he was one of those guys that it looked like he was going to be an up and coming star. And last year he was just injured and then couldn't hit 
And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's the injury. And this year I was kind of keeping an eye on him. And very shortly after, I was like, this guy just sucks now. He is just not good anymore. I mean, he's not even in – I don't think he starts half of the games anymore for the Brewers. I think they just said, we're going to cut our losses and just have him come off the bench now, which seems like an even worse idea because he comes in the seventh and eighth or ninth inning and just strikes out. So, Jesse Winker. Lovely. Is this our final pick? on number four. No, no, you got you got one more after this. You got okay, two. cool. So I'm gonna go with uh, Charlie Blackman. I will say this on the record: I hate Charlie Blackman. Uh, <laughs> he is the bane of my existence. I have never seen <laughs> a player who is completely incompetent when playing anyone else besides the San Diego Padres. When he shows up in Petco Park or we pull into Coors Field, this guy is just like, oh, I forgot that I was Barry Bonds against the San Diego Padres. So uh, again, high ground ball rate. I believe he's top ten in ground ball. I mean, bottom ten in ground ball rate. Um, again, I don't like him very much. I think his hair makes him look homeless. That's a tough scene for him over there, but he's made his money. He just grounds the ball out all the time now. So I'll go Charlie Blackman. Um, this is your last pick, by the God, way. That's such a great one. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Colton Wong. Okay. Colton Wong had one really good year. Um, Oh, shoot. I don't even remember the team now. He had one good year, and um, after that, he never hit a home run again. I think he's got one this year. Um, on a Mariners team that I feel like, and in a ballpark that I think would kind of favor him a little bit, and he just does, he doesn't he doesn't hit the ball in the air. So I'm going to go Colton Wong. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, final pick. I'm going to go with Miles Straw. Miles Straw, he has not mm. had a home run this year. I believe he's one of the last guys. I only think he's in one of the last two years. Uh, just to read this off right here, his barrel rate average per at-bats is below 1%, so he's completely incapable of driving the ball anywhere. <laughs> loves a good bunt, loves a good ground ball. Miles Straw goaded at hitting balls at third base for shortstop. <laughs> All right, that concludes uh, our anti-home run derby draft. That was my any, favorite segment. Are there any undrafted free agents uh, that we forgot? Luis Arise, I think, is, is a good Rye. one. We could have put Luis Arise on. I'm saying we yeah. have. Uh, Christian Vasquez I, I put on here as well. Um, I think he's got one home run this year. I, he, he, I thought he was going to be um, somewhat of a decent catcher. But he does. I mean, he's not even hitting or hitting home runs anymore. The only thing the they keep him on him. there for is defense. So best days are behind him. Yep. All right, uh, we're gonna move into our next segment, which is I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. So last week on the show, I quizzed Clark, and I'm gonna quiz all three of you on mm-hmm. how well you know the NFL all-time receiving list right now. So. <laughs> We are going to do this. So Clark and I did this last week, but with the all-time passers. Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to try to figure out the top five rec- or top 10 receivers of all time yards-wise. Okay. Now, you can go... Why am I included order. on this? Yeah, all three of you can do it together. Sweet. So all three of you can do it together. You have three strikes and you're out. So if mm. you name a person that is not in the top 10, that is one strike. So Clark did not win last week. He forgot number seven, um, which was Matt Ryan. If you guys, yeah, I remember that. that. That was funny. Matt Matt Ryan is apparently number seven. Sorry, um, that is surprising. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was surprising to both of us. So we're gonna do it with receiving leaders. 
So if somebody wants to start us off, you can go in any order. You just got to get the top 10. Well, I think the leadoff would be Jerry Rice. Great oh, guess. That is number one. Great guess. I love that. Um, I think Terrell Owens as well. I think he's number two. Number three. Three. Okay. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss yeah. is number four. Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. Number two. You have number oh. four. Good. Where do you say Randy? And Moore? that's it. Just, no. <laughs> um, you got six more. You got five. Through 10. There's a tight end in there. I'm there pretty sure. Tight end I'm there. pretty sure uh, Anthony Gonzalez, the tight end, he's in. Oh, there. oh you mean yeah, yeah. Tony oh, sorry. Gonzalez. It's not Tony, uh, Tony, I mean, that Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Name, but First name is Anthony. No one Tony calls Gonzalez. him Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Tony Gonzalez. My bad. Tony Gonzalez. I called is by his six. government name. I'm sorry, Tony six. Gonzalez. Okay. <laughs> um. I would, I would probably say, um, oh, uh, Reggie Wayne. I don't know if you guys would want me to say that. Or I think Reggie Wayne would be a good guess. You guys want to lock it in? I would yeah, lock why not? it in. Yeah. It is number 10. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Cutting it close. I'm gonna. I would say, actually, I would also guess his teammate, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I would say, yeah. All right, you guys all said yes. So, uh, number nine, Marvin Harrison is number wow. nine. Wow, I didn't know he was nine. Which ones are You're we? Gonna hear an interesting fact: they're only yes. two hundred yards apart. Oh, like, if I were Reggie Wayne, I'd be like, "Can I can I play one more year just so I can get over him?" What are you gonna be a Mister Three Thousand over here, Bernie Mac? <laughs> just need so three more hits. Just for those that aren't following along, they are missing number five, seven, and eight. I have one. I will guess. He was in the league for a long time. Some great years all the time. Undersized. I would say Steve Smith's in there. Mm. Do you want? I don't. I don't think so because of the last few years. He was still productive in Baltimore. He I was. He was I, I don't know. I feel like he might have been in there. Let me know if you want to lock it in. Cody, you said yes, right? Well, we only we don't have any strikes, right? No, we don't have any. No. Strikes. We don't have any yeah, so How many strikes we get? We get three. Three. We get three. Yeah. We get three. Okay, I, I think, think that's so. a good guess then. Yeah. I think that's so, a good guess. Good going with your guy. He is number eight. Okay. Oh, cool. okay. That's eight. surprising to me. All right. So My all bad. you need now is uh, five and seven. Five and seven. Five and seven. Oh my God, we're missing so many Hall of Famers. Okay, one of them I think I know. Because I'm trying yeah. to think now of like guys that played for big air out offenses in passing yeah. eras. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple names written down. I would say, I don't know if this is going to be right. Uh, Isaac Bruce. Ooh. Yeah, I like Ooh. that one. He played for Isaac so long. Isaac Bruce. I think Isaac Bruce could be right. I don't yeah, know. I'm with you. I think Bruce. Yeah, I can go is with this that. Is this a lock it in? Uh, yeah. Good listening to Clark again. That is your number five. Ooh, wow. We need number five. Seven. I thought he was seven. He is number five. All, All right. right. I'm going to say Megatron. Calvin? You think Calvin? Mm-hmm. I don't think Calvin so. Calvin. I don't know if he played, played a long years. enough time, though. Yeah. Calvin play long enough? I don't think so. He cut I don't it so think he would be short. seven. Do you want to lock it? Are you guys locking it in? Well, do we think that he got more yards than like Reggie Wayne and Steve Smith? And I don't. I don't think he did because I don't think he played a long enough time. Yeah. Mm. I got to look at the teams to kind of size up a player. Hold on. <laughs> so do you guys want a hint? 
Yes, please. Um, so sure. when I looked at the list, this is the only player I did not know. Like, and I would be. They Calvin are Johnson. a relatively like I wouldn't say modern player. We're not talking about like the seventies, mm. but this is the only player I did not know. I feel like this is a Packer. Not Donald Driver. Who is a uh, Sterling Sharp? Sterling Sharp had some really good years. Oh, I don't know yeah, if he, he played did. long enough too. Oh, you know, long enough either. Didn't Shan? Isn't Shannon Sharp? Didn't yeah, he have only one, there? I don't think there's only Shannon one Sharp's tight like, end. I think Shannon Sharp's like fifth all time among tight ends, so he mm. wouldn't be high enough on here. Trying to who are guys? And I don't think I don't think Greg Jennings played long enough. Jordy no. Nelson. <sighs> Julio Jones? No, Julio Jones can't be that high. No. no. I'm just going to tell you, Julio Jones is 16, surprisingly. He's pretty wow. high up on the list. Yeah. Um, God, man. I know there's someone we're missing so big. So it actually, sounds, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so you said it's not, it, it's not someone recently. So, like, are we talking, like, between 80s, like 90s. late night, yeah. Are we talking like late nineties to early two thousands? Are we talking basically like all of the nineties? He's basically like he played. He was drafted in the late eighties, uh-huh. and then he went out of the league in the early two thousands. See, I want to say Antonio Freeman, but I think that's that's not it. Antonio Freeman was with Tampa Bay for a long time, right? No, he was with the Packers. He was with Brett Favre for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep thinking Packers, but I just don't think there's enough. Hey, you want to know one guy for some reason who I'm thinking of right now? Hmm. You guys might call me wrong on this. Played a long time with the Raiders. Oh my God, Tim Brown. Tim Brown. That's Tim Brown. it. That's that who it is. Sense. Yeah. Tim Brown. That's the answer. That is number. Oh that my is number God. Seven. I got home, but Tim Brown, baby. All right. So Jesus. I'm going to challenge you on one more. Okay. I'm going to see if you can figure out number eleven. Number 11? Number we 11 figure is out a, seven. <laughs> well, number 11 is a modern player. They're not in oh. the league currently, but they've oh, okay. been in the league the last, like, I think they retired. They're, they might have just been inducted into the Hall of Fame or about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So within the last five years. Within the last, the last five years. Because this one really surprised me. Um, yeah, I like I don't know. Brandon Marshall wouldn't be Brandon Marshall. No, um, Brandon Marshall is twenty three. Okay, that's surprising too. I'm surprised. Not, I don't, again, it's not someone who had a long time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he just retired recently. Just retired. Oh my god, dude! Not AJ Green, obviously. He just retired. Yeah, <laughs> not AJ Green. Just retired. Man, I, I would almost say... Oh, oh, Julian Edelman. No. Not Julian Edelman. Good guess. Uh, hey, Andre Clark, what'd Johnson. you say? What about Andre Johnson? That is the answer. Oh, wow. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, so it's Andre Johnson. Also, another one, Anquan Bolden. I guess... Yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. Oh, yeah. Ball I love Anquan Bolden. Yeah. He... He never dropped. He never no. dropped the ball. He ran about yeah. a five two six forty, but he could catch the ball. <laughs> His route okay, would take so, like fourteen business days, but he'd sure he'd catch open. that ball. <laughs> uh, so that concludes. You guys figured out the all-time receiving leaders. Congratulations! You guys can pat yourselves on the back. I, I'd like right. to thank Clark for holding yeah. that one up. Clark got no, like eight out of eleven. Gave, I just, you guys gave like half of it more than I did. 
No, there was a lot of uh, ones that you suggested that were on the list. So we were, <laughs> we were just like, no. yeah, Clark, that's we a great idea. Team effort. Team effort. Team effort. We doubted. That's what I'm saying. It. Team effort. Um, I think you batted 400 on that one. Well, wow. <laughs> so, MVP award for me, I guess. There you go. <laughs> uh, so in the news this oh, week, uh, leading up into the draft, I guess. Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears. Turns out he's been sleeping in his office and working like 60-hour work That's weeks. The biggest no, he hasn't. No, he well, is. No. <laughs> I mean, he claims he is. So I thought no, that that we would talk about. We did this last week. Clark and I talked about the state of the Houston Texans. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the state of the Chicago Bears. Because mm-hmm. unlike the Texans, I more wanted to talk about them because I, I don't like their move to trade up in this year's draft. The yeah. Chicago Bears have somehow become the most like hyped team in the league, and somehow Justin Fields is now a top ten quarterback out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, I thought we'd really talk about the state of the Bears and what expectations should actually be versus what the media is kind of painting them to be. Well, can I so ask? Would anyone ask like we get start, What what does the media say to you, Ethan? What what are you reading from the media? <laughs> well, in my it, it just seems like I guess it's not the media. It just on. I guess honestly, I think it's really hard nowadays because, like, when I go on Twitter, it's so hard to sift through like fantasy football people and mm-hmm. like actual people who are doing commentary because fantasy football people act like the Chicago Bears are the greatest thing to ever hit the yes. planet Earth. So, like, <laughs> I guess that's that's really what I'm talking about. But what what should expectations for the Chicago Bears actually be? Moderate at best. Um, I mean, they made some decent moves, I would say, to somewhat improve their offensive line. They did trade for DJ Moore, which I think was a great move. But, I mean, this team still has a lot of growing pains. I mean, they what won six, what is it, five or six games last year, I think. And they, yeah, I, I don't know, okay. like they're like a maybe a fringe wild card if all, if everything goes right, I think. I mean, Justin Fields, I don't think there's any question his talent. I think maybe his passing is in question, but I would make the argument that he has almost no weapons, but now you add some pieces and now we can see what he does. And yeah, they're doing a lot on the defensive side, but I mean, this is typical bear stuff. They're only known for their defense and really no offense. And I mean, what are we, what is the GM sleeping in his office for 60 hours to maybe hope to get eight games? I mean, that's essentially what their ceiling is in my opinion. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see how they could be good, but I worry about their offensive line. That's my biggest worry. Um, Justin Fields, you, you know, first couple of years they want him to run. This year they're they can't have him run as much if they're going to be successful. Um, because yeah, they won a couple of games that they probably shouldn't last year, um, but. Like you said, Cody, I mean, maybe six wins. I mean, that's that's still not what you're wanting. That's not what you're looking for when everyone's gushing over DJ Moore and Chase Claypool and Cole Komet and, you know, all, all these receivers and then the running backs. Everyone's talking about Herbert, how he's going to be this up-and-coming star. And it's like, well, I, I don't know about that. Um, mm-hmm. I think their defense is solid. I'm not worried about their defense. Um but they keep going after defense. Like they kind of go after some offensive players a little bit. And then they're kind of like, okay, we're going to go back to defense. And it's like, okay, how about fix this offensive line? If you really think that Justin Fields is your dude, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of why I think this is not going to go well this year because I think the offensive line is going to be um, terrible. And um, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be able to run as much um, because they're going to be like, look at all your receivers. You have to throw them the ball. And uh, I think people are going to get fed up with him. I hope it works because I would like to see him work really well. Um, I, I just I, I think he's got a really good ball that he throws. Um, I think he's he's uber talented for sure. Um, and I would just like to I'd like to see the Bears be good again. But I I think I'm leaning more towards I think it's just not going to go right how they think it is because like I said they keep going after defense and great they're good at defense but they're good at like building guys up to become these great defenders. So I don't understand why they go in free agency and also spend a ton of money on defense when the thing that you're not good at is offense. So why not go after more guys? It just kind of is mind boggling to me. And so I, I, I'm leaning with, uh, I think they're going to be bad. All right. So we have. It sounds like from the two of you, not a lot of faith in Chicago Bears. Maybe not a lot of faith in Justin Fields. Is what I'm getting here. I'm here. Not a lot Pretty of faith much, in the yeah. offensive line. I mean, I think Justin Fields is a really good player. I'm just worried about the team around him. So, all right. Maybe I'll call myself sound crazy again. I think the expectation should be a playoff spot this year. I think okay. your expectation as a Chicago Bear fan, this is the weakest, the weakest the division has been in a long time. You have the opportunity. There's no more Aaron Rodgers. You have Jordan Love and Green Bay. I like the Lions, but it's the Detroit Lions as a franchise. I have some doubts True. overall that they continue to have success, although I think they probably should win that division. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think their schedule is very hard. And the biggest thing, too, is you have Justin Fields, who in his first two years, in my opinion, has shown continuous growth as a former top prospect at a college who has now shown implements and progress in his game and is getting a true number one receiver in DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I know the wide receiver core outside of him is not that great with maybe Equimarius St. Brown. He's solid. I do like him. The mm-hmm. running game will be there. Offensive line, certainly a question mark. But truth be told, in my mind, you look at a team that has not that tough of a schedule, not that great of a division anymore. And with the quarterback, I think at this point in year three, it's kind of a prove it or what's up deal. And I think I buy them more to be better than they will be worse. Again, I think the expectation should be nine wins. I think if you have nine wins, you would say it was a good year. I think that's what I would look at it as. Mm-hmm. There's more than Clark, enough can I ask, in my mind to support being good this year. Who's rushing the passer on the Bears? Does it that's why they're not going to be good. That's why they're not going to be because they can't rush the passer. Yeah. Again, that's your argument. Modern NFL. That's your argument. If if you don't have any pass rush, you're not going to win games. I'm just saying I mean, that's, that's the reason they're not going any. That they're just going to be five win teams. Well, it's not what, the because they're, even their offense right now is. I mean, it's not going to be a top ten unit. It's going to be you good. That, it's not going to be that. great. They scored I mean, quite. This is okay. He's getting. They I mean, don't have a good offensive line. I'm telling you, if you look at the weapons they have right now, he's in year two of a system, which he clearly was better in last year, and the talent with Fields mm-hmm. has gotten better, more comfortable. You can't tell me they're not going to be, but this is a team that's putting up but a lot of points last year. they won three games. We're talking about a team that won three games. <laughs> I and mean, I Okay, so what? Like You act like this is some sort of crazy thing. I believe there's sort of stat that a team has gone worse to first every year for like the last decade in the NFL. Yeah, not from... I mean, yes, there have been teams that have gone from number one to then, but... 
again, the Bears are not they they might be good, but you also left out the Vikings in their own division, who oh, are probably the projected oh, winner. I don't yeah, even but you start left off the top team in their division. Okay, I look, I I again the Vikings, I'm not big on the Vikings at all really this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're at least gonna take one from the Bears. Okay, if not so they both. Take one from the Bears. Again, the Bears can't rush the passer. There's only so much you can do on defense, and you're you can't so rush the passer. You're so hung up on that. You're so, so hung up It's on a that. huge part of the game. It so is a huge Clark, part of the game. Pretty important. Four more than the other team. Who cares? <laughs> so, Clark, so you're you're saying that the Bears' expectations are about nine games in a potential playoff spot? Or are you That's, saying that eyes, they can that, get into in the wild eyes, card? If we're going to really see, sit here and think that Justin Fields is your franchise quarterback, and year three is really where you should take a big leap forward mm-hmm. again. This is a receiving core that now has DJ Moore, Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney, Equimarius St. Brown, Justin Fields at quarterback, enough talent in the back. Claypool, by the way. Chase Clay. Okay, I don't care, but okay. TikTok. He was kind of a no show, so I guess that's a, it's. Yeah, you know. but he is he is a starter over Equimarius St. Brown. I honestly would talking about. We'll, like, we'll see when the season starts to get more reps. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. you know what? They just traded a second round pick for him. I will. I don't so know. They would totally yeah. jump ship on him if he sucks. He sucked last year. I don't know. Okay, Clark, I'm going to read you their defensive... I'm looking at the roster right now, okay? You don't need to read it. And you're anymore. telling me their front four is <laughs> tells you that they're going to win nine games. Do you want me to read off who their starters are right now? I'm Gotta a believer in more too. scheme than players. Hit me, Ethan. Okay. What is it? Demarcus Walker is one of their DNs. Andrew Billings is their nose... Oh, yeah, is their nose tackle. Justin Jones is their defensive tackle, and their other defensive end is tra- a guy named Travis Gibson, who I've never heard of. Again, I'm on defense a bigger believer of system than players sometimes. Yeah, but if you have no talent, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's plenty of systems that have zero talent that don't work very well. I'm just saying, look, again, I think maybe this is me. I get the Bengals have Trey Hendrickson. They have Sam Hubbard, but they also, majority of the time, rotate guys like Cam Sample. And you don't even know who Cam Sample is probably half the time. He had like two sacks. It's about what you yeah, do when you Trey Hendrickson is, a, is probably better combined than all four of those players. That's not the point. You're distracting from my it point. It is the Jared. point. It is no, the it's point. not. It's They're your point. Gonna... No, it's because you're hung up on this whole thing. It's just because they can't rush the pad. Just because you can't rush the pad. They'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I have so much confidence in the Bears this year. I'm putting my life savings Ask, in there. Go look at the Chargers. Oh the God. Chargers have Justin <laughs> Herbert, and they can't stop the run, and they end up missing the playoffs. Yeah, but or stopping the run, giving up 28 points, different. They can't do either. I just read you off their defensive line. It doesn't matter who it is. They can't do either. All I'm saying is I'm still believing in Justin Fields' year three breakout. That carries over everything else. I think we're in agreement that Justin Fields is a great player. I don't think that's the argument. I think the argument is the Bears as a team in the NFC, even in their own division, there's maybe an argument they could potentially win or not. I don't think the Vikings will will lose that much of the leader part of it. And then I know that no one's high on the Lions. They could be a second or third place team, but... I just don't see the Bears winning nine games and being a playoff contender. Maybe wild card, but in the NFC, there's just too many teams that they'd have to get ahead of to make that happen. And that's why I'm like, I would say like they've got a decent team and that they got to figure this out. I don't think that they're all the new pieces are going to work off the first season. I think Justin Fields will do great in this in the system, but I just don't know the sum of the parts are enough this year quite yet. Fair enough. 
Come back to me when we win nine games. I'm a Bears fan. I'm a big Bears fan now. Everyone knows that. Huge Bears Also, guy. you keep talking about the scheme. The Bears defense gave up 27 points a game last year. Cool. Maybe they'll give up a little bit less this year. And they won three <laughs> games. And they'll win more games this year than three. <laughs> if you're giving up 28 points, you're expecting Justin Fields every single week to go out. And They're not giving up 28 home. points a game like they did last year. They got some stuff figured out. It's okay. Don't worry what about What improvement us. did they make besides for Terrell Edmonds? That was a signing. <laughs> it was. But the fact that you just said that was a signing, it's not that was a good signing. It was a signing, though. That, that was a signing. So don't He's going to thrive in Chicago. He could do well in Chicago. Yeah, I think I honestly do. For some reason, any linebacker the Bears ever get right. always works out for them. Yeah, it always works Nine out wins. for them. That's all I know. Nine wins. Nine wins. I'm not sure about that, but hopefully that would <laughs> I'll be stamp it. I'll stamp it. I'm not afraid of it. I Nine love wins. the energy, Fine. Clark. I would like to return to this. I also do not think the Texans are winning seven games. All right. Just because you're a... just a total hater, just crazy. <laughs> I, I called all of my hot egg teams last year. I pretty much nailed them all. I said the Giants oh yeah the playoffs. I said the Lions. They didn't end up making the playoffs. Yeah, you were wrong. Game. That's cool. So you're wrong. So you're fifty percent so far. You were wrong. <laughs> what? You said they make the I playoffs. Was they super didn't. Good about I don't know. Sorry, the Lions were. That was a pretty bold statement. And they didn't make it. So you were wrong. How does it feel <laughs> to be wrong? <laughs> you just said that the Bears are going to win nine games. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Like what? <laughs> Like the Bengals winning the AFC North after Joe Burrow destroyed every ligament in his knee that in 2020. Yeah, but at least they have a good roster. The Bears on defense literally have like Actually, walking I have the winning skeletons. I have from that year. We were projected six and a half wins. That's less than what the Bears were that season. They won <laughs> ten. You're just asking the Bears to win three times the amount of games in one. That's totally fine. They'll figure. Look, the Bears. All I see is Justin Fields. Sure. I see Darnell Mooney. I see DJ Moore. I don't need to hear about the pass rushers. The other you better pray that Justin Fields doesn't hurt get hurt during the season because then your nine games is going up in smoke. Okay, who is then if that who's happens, their offensive coordinator? Actually, if that happens, a hot take is just dissipated. It doesn't exist anymore. It's taken away. That's how it works. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but your hot oh, takes Luke, are null. Luke Getzey. If I don't know who he terrible is. Happens. It's his second season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, does anyone have any last thoughts before we go today? I mean, I don't. I don't think the Bears are winning nine games. All right. All right. You know that's great. I can't believe that you would sit here and say that in front of a longtime Chicago Bears fan such as myself. I yeah, also would recommend everyone who is uh, who likes to bet um, bet the under wins on the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Bet yeah. the under. On the Las Vegas oh, wow. Raiders, because yes. we don't even know, even if it's Jimmy, I don't care if Jimmy G is our quarterback. Bet the under, I guarantee yeah. it. Wow. So do you it's guys be want bad. Josh McDaniels fired after this year? We've been I calling for that since last year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was that his first season, though? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. Awesome. I don't even know wow. why I got another job. Nine wins. Year. Here we go, Raiders. <laughs> Second year. No, I... I we don't even know if we have a starting quarterback starting next yeah. season. So we have and he guys pissed off Devontae Adams. So yeah, that's Tom always good. So yeah. If we can get Tom Brady, I still that would be an upgrade, unfortunately. <laughs> I would still say the under. I just don't think this team Maybe is ready trade for, for Justin Fields. I heard some people in this 
area are bullish on him. <laughs> he would do great in a dome for sure. You do phenomenal. I never said I didn't like Justin Fields. No, I heard what you like said it's cool. Fields. I get it. No, I get it. I just you don't think Bears. the Bears' defense Fields. is no, good I really, at all. You don't have I think to keep it's. I think everyone heard you very clearly the first time. I mean, I don't think Justin Fields is as good as people make him out to be. But what did I don't, he do? I, Why are you so mean to him? Why am I so mean? He, they literally finished thirty second in passing last year, and he's a okay quarterback. because they were running the ball a lot. They were trying to play to a skill set. They won three games. Sorry about it. Sometimes, I mean, Rome wasn't built in one day. Everyone knows that. Come on now. <clears throat> yeah, but Ryan, Ryan pulls a sleeping Jones, It, man, it also wasn't built in two days week. either. So. <laughs> right. That, that's not how the story goes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Ryan pulls a sleeping 60 hours in his office every week. That's good. Uh, Justin <laughs> has weapons. They can't rush the passer. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Well, so how about before we go, uh, we'll talk about the last thing I just wanted to check in on because we didn't talk about it last episode. Mm. But uh, what was your guys' reaction to Britney Spears texting Victor Webb and Yama <laughs> at uh, good old <laughs> Summer League? And then I mean, that, it, that was like the biggest. I feel like, I mean, Victor didn't do anything wrong. It was crazy that their yeah. freaking like, security guard was like, okay, I'm just going to backhand someone. That was, that was insane. Um, I don't know. I mean... That's unfortunate for Brittany. I feel bad for Brittany. She didn't deserve that. But for Victor, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know why they dragged Victor into it. I don't think his press conference did him any justice other than it makes sense that they told him, hey, just look down, just keep going, don't stop. It makes sense. So I understand why she probably was trying to get his attention. He's walking and she's like, oh, hey, I'm going to, I'll go up to him. Um, but the, the security guard to backhand right away was so shocking. I was. Like, I mean, oh I God. will say this: so, like, what a bizarre crossover of human beings to ever run. Yeah, into. yeah. I was like, Spears. Britney Spears. Does she even know Victor Wembanyama? Well, clearly, she knew who Victor Wembanyama was. Yes, I, yeah. I, I don't. know. if you would have told me that, like, that's who would have been the person, I've been like, that's got to be an article from the Onion. That's not a real headline. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I thought it was i did think it was a joke i didn't read it into it and I, then later i got home and my wife was like did you hear about britney spears and victor Wimbanyama?" and i was like first of all how do you know who victor Wimbanyama is and secondly i thought that was a joke yeah and she was like uh no it's it's real and uh britney fans are going after him and they were like trolling him after his first summer league game because he absolutely choked in the first game I mean, in my pers- I, I feel bad for Brittany. That was just a crazy scene to see that happen. Nope. I mean, just to get punched, essentially, is like, why? But <laughs> in my opinion, when I watch the video, I see no one really around him other than his security detail. And then she's running like a crazy yeah. person across to him. Why? We don't know. And maybe just want from- to say hi. Yeah. I mean, she should know better. Not- she was a young prodigy child that probably had a lot of people around her in a security detail so i think she should be kind of a little bit more aware that you can't go running up to people with their security and expect good things to happen pointing cody the britney fans are going to come after you now way to I go you just pissed I them off care. does she still have a big contingency of fans There's oh like, my god yes she has a cult yes <laughs> like is it the level of like taylor swift fans or no Oh, no, no, no. I know Taylor Swift dwarfs everyone in that category. I mean, good for her. (laughs) She's selling out stadiums like 
crazy taylor yeah taylor probably is maybe the biggest media person one other thing that has nothing to do with what we're talking about i'm watching the game on my phone as we're recording and i see craig kimbrell closing out the all-star game and i don't know how i feel about that well he shouldn't be an all-star but no he should not be at all But what are you going to do? I mean, there's probably... I'm surprised they didn't have Hater do it. What the heck? Hater. Yeah, they had him go in the eighth. Which I was like, why? Why would you have him... I don't get it. Oh, wait. Who's, uh, is the, who's managing It's the, the Phillies manager. Yeah, okay, well, then there why. you go. That's why. That's so dumb, though. That's so stupid. That's just a stupid thing to do. Oh, man. This is why I'm not a Phillies fan. Well, could be worse well, fan chips. That's true. Luckily for you, this has been From the Backseat. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you had fun listening. Uh, I do. <laughs> why don't you guys go ahead and close us out? Uh, make sure to shout out all your socials where people can find you. Again, we are joined by Drew, Drew Code Sports today. Go ahead, Drew, just like we're closing our episode. No, I'm not going to go through that whole spiel. But <laughs> we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and YouTube, all at Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, Please follow us, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Interact with us. We always try and uh, respond back as fast as we can. Um, we always want to hear from you guys, whether you hate us or not. I was getting hate on uh, Rangers and Marlins so uh, when we talked about them today. So there you go, random guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, go, go follow us. we got some good stuff uh, on the all-major uh, podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and uh, and uh, iHeart. So, and this has been from the back seat. Uh, do all the same stuff that he just said to do. We have all the same things. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your night, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day if you're listening to this in the middle of the day. Goodbye, everyone. Go Bears. <laughs>